drop. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best place to be is here. The best time to be is now. And all we can say is, let's rock! Kind of funny. Anyways, hey, 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 everybody. hey, <laughs> hello, hey, welcome to We Do Keanu. Keanu. Hey, hey, <laughs> this is Radio DJ Voice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am one of hosts, Brett Battostain. I am the other of host, Brett Bat. God damn it! Fuck. <laughs> Dylan Haas. You suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we didn't do, we didn't do it right though. We have to go and welcome and to, to we do Keanu. You're right. Hey, I, that, it's only okay. the twelfth or fifteenth episode. We, <laughs> yeah, it's unreasonable for us to hit a rhythm yet. But uh, frankly and honestly, that was one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can go back and listen to other ones. You'll be like, that actually. Yeah, they seem pretty good. They're doing yeah. all right. Maybe I mean, they didn't get it at first, but when they got it, they <laughs> got, got it. it. Real good. <laughs> That's true, because I have gone, because you, you've started releasing them. Yes. And yeah, I, like the first year, I'm like, how did we not know to do that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what were we What thinking? are we doing? <laughs> well, we kind of just started, because we were like, if we don't start, we're never going to start. So let's exactly. just go, and then we'll just figure it out. And now we have tens of fans. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I don't mean to be texting right this, but somebody's asking me a very important question. Oh, right yeah, now. for sure. Well, um, if you don't know, this is your first time listening, uh, this is a, a celebration of uh, Keanu Reeves' filmography, as oh, we yeah. say. We're going through all of his movies in chronological order, if you didn't figure that out from looking at all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, and their titles and their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I don't number them. Oh, okay. That's, I don't like... smart. No, yeah. yeah. Numbering... It's for the birds. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I, I've said this before. I started numbering mine, and I really deeply regret it. My other podcast. I'm, oh yeah, I'm very same. bummed out about it. Yeah, it's like um, you know, like the when you used to watch sitcoms, and then the I, D- I've never watched a sitcom. Oh, okay. I've never watched a television program. <laughs> well, and then you'd like years later, if you ever got like a box set DVD set, oh, and oh, the sure. episodes would be titled, and you'd be like, wait, what? are these episodes aren't titled. It's just yeah, it's the, the epi- one where. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Friends fixed that, right? Friends started doing that. They, they, oh, yeah. Their titles were all the one where. Yeah. The one where. That's right. Yeah. yeah they did yeah. it. They nailed it. Yeah. They did. They nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Friends, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'll, I'll stand behind seasons like two through five of Friends. I'll, I'll stand behind that. Yeah. I mean, come on. I enjoyed those. Who who doesn't like Friends? I mean, if you don't like. Most. If you can't stand <laughs> Friends, then you're just a hipster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or just not a white person. One of those two things. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so last week, I have zero memory. What did we do last? Chain week? reaction. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, because the yeah, yeah. we had to talk about it for a really long yeah, time. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, mm. if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen because it's <laughs> spicy. <laughs> did you did you release two? Because. We just rolled right into the eavesdrop last week. You just made one long podcast, right? And you're just going to release them on both both shows. Uh, well, no, because they don't. Li- <laughs> well, they no. don't. They don't line up, right? The timelines oh, don't line up because yeah. th- that eavesdrop episode's already out. Yeah, 
You can make it like the Fast and Furious kind of thing. That's it's okay. a prequel it's type a prequel. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just decide <laughs> movies later that one's a prequel for some reason. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they did with Fast 3, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fa- all, fast uh, 4, 5, and 6 are all prequels. Yeah, but that's to... because they decided Fast 3 was a prequel. I mean, right. That, exactly. That, that had to happen that way. Or, yeah, they decided that Fast 3 was a sequel, right. like a much later. Right, right. Because Justin Lin wanted just, to bring Justin, Han back. Yeah, yeah, because I think everyone in the world agrees that he needed to bring Han back. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's coming back for Fast 9. Oh, did you not watch that trailer? I think I did, and that's why I think it. It so, is. Yeah, he yeah. pops up at the end. Well, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not just a dream sequence. Who the fuck knows what's going on? True. I mean, but, we all know he's the voice behind that fucking bad guy thing, right? That's got to be Han. In, I, in Hobbs and Shaw. I think... This uh, is a deep dive, and I'm terrible. My memory's well, terrible, there's, so... there's, like, two episodes of The Eavesdropper Go. <laughs> Derek Oster was on, and he and I just talked about the trailer for, uh, okay. like, 25 minutes. <laughs> while Brett Haney sat in one of the chairs and just <laughs> politely looked at us. <laughs> and, and puffed on his, his uh, e-cigarette full yeah. of THC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that how you say that? Is that, what, is that the way you say that? I uh, yeah, I think they just call it uh, jazz vapor cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> or j- j- <laughs> yeah. a jazz jewel yeah jazz jewel because <laughs> uh, of all the jazz singers who puff on jazz jewels, jewels. Yeah. <laughs> all right well all right what are we so okay. chain, chain, reaction, chain reaction kind yeah. of a bummer yeah it was a yeah it was a bummer not too much fun kind of a yeah it was just a it was, a, it was just <laughs> yeah um, kind of a stinker. Mm-hmm. This movie that we're talking about this week is yeah. also a, an odd one. It's very odd. Okay, what is it? It's uh, Feeling Minnesota. Yes. Right? A 19- title. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, please. Well, I, I assume the title is lifted directly from the, the Soundgarden song. Yes. Um, or at least, and I, I always expect Soundgarden to be playing in the movie, and they don't. There's no Soundgarden music. No. Which I think that's the main reason I remember seeing it was for that reason, and I was certainly drunk when I watched it because I don't have any clear memories of it other than like remembering that I was disappointed by it. And so as the movie was starting, I was like, was I just disappointed because it doesn't play Soundgarden reason? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But there is a replacement song, and that's a good way to uh, break <sighs> yeah, into I suppose my... suppose that's true. You know, like, I feel like if a movie plays the replacements, I'm automatically going to give it just like mm-hmm. a little bit well, and an it, extra whoa or it, something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it opens with that uh, Johnny Cash version of uh, Ring of Fire, which is a very enjoyable song. Yeah. I, I liked that. In fact, I took a note at the beginning of this movie. I was like, this movie's got good pacing. I kind of kind of like this. I don't know why I, I didn't like this. And like that held up for the first couple scenes. Uh, and then about there was a very distinct moment where I was like, Oh no, this is, this doesn't, this is kind of moving wrong. The, the pacing is wrong and the, the action's not real. And then it just really just came untethered as far as I could tell from that point forward. And that was early in, that was like 11 minutes into the movie. Tops. Yeah. And then therefore it was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So it came out in 1996 mm-hmm. directed by, uh, Steven Bagelman, S- Steven Bagelman, the old Bagelmeister R- yeah. written and di- written and directed. Sure. And, uh, I looked into him because I had no idea who that was. Me neither. And I think maybe that's why I wrote it down because I was like, oh, is this like maybe this is sort of his story or something. But then what happens in the movie from after about 11 minutes in, I'm like, no, this is clearly made up bullshit. So, Yeah, and he hasn't really – I for some reason I thought it sounded like a name that sounded familiar that maybe – Well, because he's um, the bagel man. <laughs> <laughs> bagel man. <laughs> 
Who wants uh, a bagel? <laughs> Let's be fair. It's Bagelman. Bagelman. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, for some reason, I, I, I figured he had maybe, like, done something. Because, I mean, 1996, that's, like, such a time of, like, that's such a indie movie time where it seemed like people would, you know, make their indie movie and then go it, on to do a bunch it, of... It absolutely is. It right? was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Gus Van Sant, we've talked about on here. Oh, so, and Kevin Smith, right? I mean... Kevin Smith, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, just all those, all those guys... Or um, like Richard Linklater and stuff. Right. And, I, I mean, was just I guess, about to say Linklater as well with Slackers and. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, so I thought maybe he would have gone in and done stuff. He hasn't really done anything other yeah. than uh, he made a movie called Brothers Keeper. Uh, he was a writer on Get On Up, that uh, uh, James Brown biopic. Um, hmm. Really? With, I've yeah, heard, which, actually heard about that. Yeah. And then he. Um, wrote with uh miles ahead the miles davis movie hmm. and he wrote that with don Cheadle. oh okay and that was fairly recently right yeah that was in 2015 but yeah he hasn't okay. really done anything else so this hmm. is kind of like his well because this is actually a... this is the only movie he's directed he well, hasn't directed anything because it wasn't good he didn't i mean he was i think he had the misfortune of coming in on the tail end because i think clerks was like 94 right or 95 like mm-hmm. he may have been catching the end of this where the the grace towards the clunkiness of your first time effort was no longer being offered plus he seemed this is a pretty good budget for it being his first outing right i mean it's got keanu it's got dan Aykroyd, it's got fucking vincent, vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. yeah he's really good in this i the whole time i'm watching i'm like vincent d'onfro is amazing actor he oh so he I, is really good in this i actually i think the most redeeming aspect of this movie is the acting almost across the board. Like, I think you're right. Everybody does it. Like they, but I mean, I was going to say, we'll get into it, but we'll get into it right now. I guess like, uh, I agree, but his character, he, I don't question for a moment. Anytime he's on screen that he is that guy. Sure. Right. And part of what he's supposed to be doing I, it's like Vincent like was capable of seeing the whole thing and being like, well, this isn't going to make any sense unless this guy is over the top dumb. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. but not in an unrealistic way. He's just kind of a dumb guy. Right. And so his decisions are, they feel natural. Like even in the scene where he shoots her. Yeah. I, there's something very real about that where he's like lost any sense of, of his future and he has no, he's, he, clearly feels like there's no no future form and there's nowhere forward in this thing with her and he's stupid enough to decide that he needs to shoot her i don't there's just something about the way he does the whole thing and uh uh, cameron diaz and keanu are trying to be bonnie and clyde they're trying to be real people thrust into a a weird situation and behave i i feel like they're not they're stuck because they're not allowed to have that. Like that's well, why Vin- Vincent works because he is effectively just a fractured kind of s- silly, slow, uh, uh, dopey, ho- dopey person. So he can do that and make it effective. But Keanu is supposed to be the opposite of that. But then what they have him doing, what the movie has him doing, what the script has him doing, 
it doesn't fit what a normal human would do, so it doesn't work. Well, so that what I was gonna say is that I think everybody does a good job in the movie, but the the right. script, or at least like maybe I guess it is the director the production he, of he it, wrote yeah. and directed it, so it is all kind of on him. But yeah, the things that everybody are doing, it just they're like, not. It's like a cartoon. Yeah, and not in the way that. So I feel like this movie also is kind of coming off the tails of like the dark comedy crime movies too, yes. like Fargo, yes. and Raising Arizona. Uh, oh yeah, I guess so. Okay, um, okay. So it, it's kind of trying to do that. <laughs> and those are right? two good examples, but there's probably dozens more in between there, right? right. Like, but uh, yeah, but like I, the reason I say Ra- Raising Arizona is because that movie is super duper cartoony. Oh, I see what you're saying. But it's, it's all, and it, and where it's dark, it's still I don't know. There's a there's a playfulness to it that this movie doesn't. Right, successfully achieve right. Like you I mean, can see it trying. Yeah, and the the Coen brothers even said with Raising Arizona that they were basically had they like modeled um, High Nicholas Cage's character mm-hmm. on uh, the wild on Wiley e. Coyote. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very cartoony, but just in it's just executed so well. I don't really know what it is that makes it like. I mean, uh, I guess it's just the Coen brothers know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they're more skillful. Um, yeah, but this movie seems like it was trying to kind of uh, do similar things. Yeah, but it just well wasn't. And at, by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I I discovered an out that had the director also taken a moment and noticed it. He could have used it as the out to explain the movie in a way that would make all of its completely asinine behavior functional for the movie um jumping to the end we find that keanu is driving across country to vegas to Mm -hmm. find cameron diaz who by the nature of the movie they're no longer together and he's telling his story to a bible salesman who Mm -hmm. drops him off at the at the wherever the place that that she's performing so the only if this was the Bible salesman's understanding of what the story Keanu is telling him, the weird jump from scene to scene and the not like the things that happen in this movie just don't make sense in the real world. But if someone's telling you the story and you just kind of allow for like, yeah. well, he's glossing over some things, but that's fine. Right. Cause he's just giving me his, his view of this and leaned into this, just being the perception of what happened in the story of this hitchhiker that I just picked up telling me this story of his life and where he's about to go and where I'm about to ro- drop him off. It would make the whole movie. It would give it a sense of like, oh, this is intentional. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just someone's point of view and it's an unreliable narrator. Well, what if they would have started with him, this, the movie with him being dropped off in Vegas? Right. Right. Yeah. And so it was just that. But, they use that but as like it a would have to device. be, yeah. but the frame would have to be that guy's understanding of what Keanu was saying. Right. Because sure. otherwise, Keanu's still got to have a continuous narrative. But if it's just this guy understanding, then the, because the thing, like, I wrote down, Keanu is comically felonious in this movie, right? (laughs) Like, he just goes and steals a car. Yeah. Robs at gunpoint a gas station with a guy who knows it's him. (laughs) Then apparently uses the money to go buy a present and then just throws it at his brother. Yeah. Like, and then goes, like, they steal another two cars in the movie with no consequences. See, and that's actually, that's funny because I, that's the stuff that I actually liked in the movie sure but uh it, but if you're trying to base it in like a real world right because they're not giving it that sense of uh, like elevated 
reality. They're yeah. trying to make it seem like a real life situation. Right. But that, yeah, he's just stealing cars, you know. Right. Like when Vincent D'Onofrio steals the truck with the horse in it, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's a small town, right? right. Like you're not going <laughs> to not know where that is. Right. And the police aren't going to not going to come pursue like, hey, you stole that. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's because, I mean, it could be explained just because Dan Aykroyd like is on their payroll. But one cop in right. the city. Isn't, it's yeah, Minneapolis, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't but, it supposed to be Minneapolis? Yeah. Or it or is like Minneapolis. Out, it, it is out, filmed in there. Yeah. It, it, it or, was actually filmed in location. Like outside, outside Minneapolis, right. right, in the suburbs. But you know what? I was thinking while, but when I got to the end of the movie, the thing that <laughs> I kept, I couldn't get out of my mind is that like I couldn't figure out if I was more frustrated that the movie wasn't good or more frustrated that it was almost good yeah and I guess wasn't so. yeah because it, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of pieces that i kind of like and enjoy mm-hmm. but the fact that they don't coalesce together yeah into something that's like and that's kind of what i mean about it. if it were yeah. just from this guy's right, understanding yeah. of what this is being told to him then that would all functionally work i mean it would still you know it's not what gonna save see. it completely no <laughs> what you see on the screen you still be like yeah that's stupid right. but at least that would give it like as the director you'd be like no i'm doing a thing <laughs> i'm doing a thing hey i'm doing a thing <laughs> this is what i'm doing <laughs> bagelman <laughs> well and that actually would get respect because you'd be like yeah this was the best i could put together so i kind of made it make sense this way right mm-hmm. yeah i mean maybe he would have gone on and done some more things but uh, <laughs> the the whole thing is so it starts off with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, she's be, yeah. being forced into marriage with Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. Because this uh, uh, crime guy. Red. Right? Red. Isn't his name Red? Yeah, he's played by Delroy Lindo. I love Delroy yeah, Lindo. Yeah, he's, he's rad. Yeah. Um, and I she, just put it together, Red. That's That was Malcolm X's uh, name before he became Malcolm X. He was Red, and he, and he would color his hair like that. He would lighten his hair. Oh. I just put that together. I didn't even. That's funny. Oh, nice. Um, that is funny. Uh, so he thinks that Cameron Diaz character, Freddie has stolen $10,000 from him. Yeah. So she, the worst punishment for that is to force her to marry Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, Sam, who Sam, is the yeah. brother of Keanu Reeves character, Jax. Okay. Yeah. And, and they, and Sam works for red somehow as like an accountant, I think. That is, is that kind of, it yeah, keeps, it is, helps keep the books. Helps keep the books, but he's also understood to be a moron. So that seems like a strange choice, but maybe he you just like, set that aside. Well, have you, I mean, you've met those people that are like really smart uh, with like numbers, but then yeah, they yeah, just yeah, like yeah. can barely function in the world. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Sure>. You know, <laughs> no, and actually he is that way. Cause like, he, yeah. cause he does have a moment where like when, Red has figured it out, and he's like, "I figured you stole oh, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so." And he's like, "It was forty-eight thousand, you dumb shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Keanu Reeves and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio—they've had like a troubled past. The parents got divorced, and then the mom said she wanted to keep yeah, Sam, keep Sam, and, and get rid of Jax yeah. to go with the father. That's that's harsh, but I yeah. do like that because it's all in some weird. Uh, flashback sequence of of why Jax is returning to town at the beginning of the movie. Right, yeah. And that does give a good layout for why he and his brother don't get along, sure. why he's just out from his mom. Yeah, and Jax has been spent a lot of his time in prison. In prison, he yeah. S- uh, presumably just got out. I think they may, maybe mentioned that in the movie. Yeah. That he has like just gotten out by the at the time of the wedding. Yeah. Um, And I like that, like, Keanu Reeves at the beginning, he's doing that, 
like cigarette thing that he does throughout the movie. Yeah. You know, oh, throwing it up. Yeah, yeah. And like trying to catch it in his mouth and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a little action. Yeah. Just like a fun, I, I, like the beginning trait. of the movie. I really liked it until like, cause he shows up at the wedding and we, we get the, the sequence of, of Cameron Diaz trying to run away and mm-hmm. they're, and they're like uber violent. Like there's a, there's a moment where you're like, Oh, this is going to be a dark movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I do like that. That's that's the situation. She's being forced into marrying this dumb kind of puddly guy, and she's Cameron. She's she's attractive, right? She's yeah. she's too attractive to be on the suburbs of Minnesota being forced to marry this guy. <laughs> right. um, and all of that stuff. It's all grungy and kind of real feeling, and mm-hmm. like the people are like, you know, there's all those people for an outdoor wedding in Minnesota in yeah. the fall. I don't think so, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in all of that, I felt like it was rolling out very well. Cause then she see she notices Jax and there's like a little bit of chemistry there. And like all of the interactions that are happening at, during, at that point in the movie, mm-hmm. again, there's only like eight minutes in and it was basically the moment where she's like, I'm going to the bathroom and he like kind of falls over when she tells him that. And then the next thing, you know, they're fucking in the bathroom or mm-hmm. just about to start fucking. That was where I was like, Oh, that was too quick. Like they, they needed to have one more something cut away of them sneaking into that room together or something And in that moment, I was like, I can accept that. That's fine. But then the rest of the movie kind of had things like that, where it was like a little bit too much was left behind the scenes to make it quite function. So my, I think, biggest ding against the movie is the relationship between Jax and Freddy. Okay, the Cameron Diaz. Yeah, because their whole thing, like they basically fall in love at first sight. Sort of. I mean, At first fuck. Well, but I... (laughs) And even until a little bit later on, like th- I was willing to still go along with that. Like, cause that, that makes sense. Like she wants to, she's not happy. She doesn't sure. want to marry this guy. So the idea of fucking this guy who she's just been forced to marry, that makes sense. brother that he hates clearly, like that makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. And then actually like being like, ah, I kind of like this guy. That made sense too. And even like them continuing to kind of have a little thing on the side and Jax is like, no, I can't do this. Cause you know, this is just not okay. It's not safe or whatever. Like, I don't... yeah, but there wasn't, I didn't never, there wasn't a good moment where they like fell for each other, but him coming back when he was going to leave and then he comes back for her, I, that felt okay. Cause she was going to leave and she's like, you came hmm. back for me. And he's like, he kind of like nods and like, I felt enough there. Okay. And because then they're going off and she's like, you know, they're going to come. He's like, I know. I felt like that was good enough because, you know, he just got out of prison. He's got nothing in his life. She's pretty okay. Right. Like she's fun. She's She's smart. She's in. Yeah. She's hot. She's in smart. Super horny. She she wants to fuck him all of the time. Um, This is the horniest movie (laughs) we've talked about. Even more so so than Walk in the Class. Yeah, you're right. That's far. You're right. So very horny. it, It was really to me. Up until when I was okay with the dy- the dynamics of their relationship until okay. they had that conversation on the side of the empty pool and it was talking about going back for the money. And as they were talking about it, I'm like, have they mentioned the money? Because they're referring to it as though we, the audience, know what they're talking about. Right, yeah. That but was weird to me it too. It was weird, but they, at the end of the scene, did reference exactly what she was talking about. So I was like, okay, that's, that's acceptable because mm-hmm. they at least reference like- No, but I thought it was weird that she- I, I like her intentions were never clear to me. Mm-hmm. Like I could never tell the, if she was using Jack to what just I mean. get out that's or what if I she mean. genuinely liked him. That's what I mean. Cause I feel like the movie wasn't, was refusing to make a choice there. Right. 
or maybe she was supposed to as the actress and she didn't or I, I don't know. Something was unclear to me as well, right? Because that's what I mean when I say I would never really yeah, okay. bought their own. Like, yeah. I could never tell like what. I couldn't ever really tell what they saw in each other. Yeah, I, never I could re- tell what they saw in each other. You, you just aren't a horny bastard. <laughs> no, I mean, well, come on. but the, but I mean, the difference between you know just wanting to fuck somebody and wanting to like genuinely falling in love with somebody. Yeah, there's got to be. I feel like the movie has to like do something where it's like, oh, I, again, like I they, felt that was good enough when him yeah, coming back for I her. Didn't. I felt like that was no. Good I, enough. To me, that's like the start of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then they're like, he's doing it because it's you're the right. right there should have been something else that happens in the middle there because then they basically just drive and have a conversation and then they get to that hotel and, and then she they're blows like, him and tells him oh, to go get right. the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're right. So either she needs to be more manipulative or more in love with him, and it's like. She's kind of not choosing either path. Right. So you're you're right. You don't know. Yeah, and it's frustrating because it makes it so I'm not really like invested in what yeah. either of them are really doing. Yeah. Like I'm not invested in what she's doing because I don't know her intentions. I don't know what he's doing because I can't tell if he gen- genuinely loves her or if he's just a dumb shit being manipulated. Yeah, by or or even better, like knows that she's manipulated him, but it's also the opportunity to go steal a bunch of money and like yeah, something. Like I don't really yeah. know like yeah. what. Ever. Which that would be a Cohen Cohen brothers would make that much more clear. Right. Yes, for sure. And but okay, let's just say that whatever's happening, because then yeah, so they're running away. Jax has taken Why are her. You running away. <laughs> they get to some motel place that mm-hmm. like is like you can stay there. It's like kitchenettes and stuff, like little yeah. little rooms and you can stay Just there. Little for, rooms. Little rooms, little little cabins, <laughs> like cabinets or something. I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and they, you can stay there for a while and uh and then, yeah, so he goes back and then gets in a wildly violent fight with, with uh, Vincent and, uh, and it was Sam. Sam yeah. And, like, all of the things. Like, it's all over the place. Like, I, I, the details are kind of irrelevant, right? right. Like, But he, I do like that scene sure. when they're fighting. Like, Vincent D'Onofrio and Keanu Reeves, that, their fighting scene is actually, like, pretty fun. Sure. Like, I yeah. like it. Like, they're both just, like, beating the shit out of each other. And, and they both have the opportunity to shoot the other one, and they won't go that far, right? right. Like they're, they're still brothers, even though right. they hate each other, and they've been estranged for basically their whole lives. Right. But they're not going to kill each other. Yeah. They're just going to, like, beat the shit out of each other and <laughs> bite his ear off. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of ear violence after Reservoir Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another. Yeah. Like, Quentin Tarantino, obviously, the big one. <laughs> yeah. And this was a couple years after that, right? Yeah. So... Uh, uh, cause then I don't remember exactly how that all rolls out, but Vincent D'Onofrio, I keep saying his name that way. I don't know if D'Onofrio or D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio, I I don't know why I'm stuck saying it right. Vincent D'Onofrio. He's a huge actor. (laughs) I know he's huge. Very famous. Very huge. He's a big guy. He is. (laughs) Kingpin? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Scary. He will crush my skull. (laughs) He follows Jax back after he, he steals the handful of bucks because Vincent has actually invested all the money in a house. Right. Um, and he follows him back and winds up getting Cameron Diaz. I don't Kidnaps remember. Her. I don't remember how all that pans out that he winds up being able to kidnap her. Well, J- Jax like passes out because he's. Oh, because of the blood loss. Blood loss. That's and right. He's and just been so, beat to shit. And... So then she, he comes in. Does he just come in and grab her? Uh, no, no. How does he wind up with her? I think she... She uh, went to go get something to fix his ear or something. Something. But, I don't remember. But then he gets her in the car and he shoots her, right? Like, when that happened, I was like, like I said earlier, like, 
it was believable and plausible, but I'm also like, oh shit, this is now dark. Like now Vincent, like Sam is not just like, he's a sociopath killer. Right. Cause that was like a scene out of summer of Sam, right? Like he fucking shoots her in the car. Right. So, okay. When that, but then the weekend at Bernie's bullshit, like carries her back to the, uh, the little uh, yeah. kitchenette uh, place uh, uh, and sticks uh, her in the <laughs> sticks her in the tub and then cleans the gun off. As though that's gonna do it, and like, then, and then not only that, but then Keanu Reeves, the cops come to because oh Sam calls it in, God. and the cops come and search the room, and Keanu Reeves, this is the yeah, this doubles is the, down on the weekend at Bernie's stuff, and uh, just like puts her in the bed, yeah. and is like, my wife's sleeping, and the cops are just like, okay. <laughs> They're carrying around a dead body, dude, as though you're not going to be fucking mar scarred by that for the rest of your life. The, what? So when he, so when he shoots her, my And how does so, he, he shoots her down at the side? Like Right. But the when that happens, you know, something goes off in your your brain where you're like, "Okay, so for this to work now, for this movie to work now, they either have to like shift the tone of the movie, right? Which could work. No, right? this is your yeah. Carry on, because this yeah. is exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Was like, oh shit, this just got dark. Yeah. Now. What the fuck is this gonna do? So if they take that path, you know, there has to be like for there has to be like real consequences. Uh-huh. There has to be like, you know, like Fargo. It's Fargo. just gonna start yeah. really getting dark and worse and worse and worse and never get better. Right. Because there's no way coming back from that. You don't shoot your your wife in the car. Right. And then try and pin it on your brother without having all of your life fall apart. The right. rest of your world fall apart. And then Jax also like makes a series of horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. I, like ridiculously stupid decisions. The first one being when the gun that he knows he didn't have is suddenly sitting on the end table. He picks it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> like, everybody knows you don't pick up the gun. Dipshit. Come on. What even if you you're doing? not, even if you don't know that, even if you aren't aware that there's a dead body in the room, you don't pick up the gun and hold it in your hand and like, oh, this is how I would shoot this. Yeah, just like looking down the barrel. <laughs> Come on, is this a gun? <laughs> um, so yeah, the movie gets oh. really dark, but then it, I mean, just to skip ahead a little bit, it never follows through on it yeah. at all. It just stay, it keeps with like this <laughs> kind of like weird, that's zany, why I, That's why I do off. the Weekend at Bernie's reference because yeah. he gets the cops, the cops get, a, he, he gets the cops to, leave the room so they don't think he's murdered anybody. And, and the cops are just like, well, guess that was a false call in that somebody got killed or, or whatever was. Cause he, he said, I heard gunshot and someone's dead. Right. Right. Like, and the cops are just like looking around and there's a woman who's not moving on the bed and they're all talking at full volume. <laughs> She's not waking up. She's not moving. <laughs> like, but, and the other thing too, I, I, th- I do think waking up Bernie's is a good reference because that movie, I mean, it's obviously very dark. But it's just so like zany uh-huh. that you're kind of like, okay, well, it's, right. they're just being zany, yeah, right? But they like, weren't doing that here. They weren't do. It was not zany enough to be like yeah. that kind of like to, if they're gonna like really lean into the cartoonishness of yeah. it of them like hauling a dead body around all over the well, place. Well, because then he. Puts her in the car, drives her out to somewhere just kind of off the side of the road. Yeah. And, and, and covers her in leaves. leaves. Like he doesn't like bury, bury her. her. Which luckily he doesn't. <laughs> or luckily, because then he dumps the car over a cliff and has it like land on the ground and, you know, gets smashed up. The smart thing to do is put the body in there and have it fall over the cliff and hopefully it explodes and then <laughs> that's the way the person died, right? Right. But no, he buries her under a bunch of leaves. Brush, just like 20 feet off the side of the road. 
like a main highway yeah. going in and out of Minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> where thousands of people drive by every day. And then why doesn't he leave town? I don't, doesn't, his, and he doesn't just leave. Well, he dumps the car, but then somehow he winds up getting in trouble. Like all of this, like it doesn't make sense. Like that's part of it. I'm just like, I don't, what the fuck is happening? Like why would right. he just barely cover her and leave? Like everybody knows, like, you know you're going to get caught. The body's right. going to get found. It's just going to be a couple days from now. Uh, well, the other thing, too, is I kept waiting for the plot to kick in. Mm-hmm. And every time it seemed like the plot was going to kick in, it like just... another direction. Yeah. So, like, you know, them, le- like, they they meet each other at the wedding. So it might, and then it takes them a while to, like, leave town, right? So before they leave town, I'm kind of thinking, oh, maybe this movie's going to be, like, them having an affair right. and trying to, like you know cartoonishly keep it away from sam and everybody and maybe that's what this movie is yeah because the gang because up into that point delroy lindo the the gangster guy is like you know he's lethal he's like you cannot leave uh, yeah you know basically it's understood he's gonna kill her if right. she tries to leave vincent Donf- donofrio. <laughs> his name. Don donofrio don quixote <laughs> so yeah that would be more interesting or then when they leave, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is going to be, be like chase. them on the run. Yeah. They're like ch- getting chased down. Which is why when they immediately, as soon as they get out of town, they decide to go back. I'm like, I, I, why did you leave then? Just so, have them just go to her apartment uh, right. instead of so, like leaving town. So, that, so then I think that's what- Presumably she right. lived somewhere yeah. prior to getting married. <laughs> so <laughs> then they're leaving town. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be the movie. Then they go back for the money. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to be the movie, yeah. right? Like, No, nope, because there's look, no money. <laughs> right. I look at the time and it's like 30 minutes in. And I'm like, okay, slow start, but- Oh, here we go. You know, like, <laughs> here we go. Okay, slow start, but like you're get if you kick in now, you've it, done it. Yeah. Like you, you no. at least hit the right time marker. <laughs> it's like a little late, but but no, uh, that doesn't no, happen. That either. doesn't happen. And then she the, gets I'm shot, not, and yeah. then I'm like, okay, this is the movie now. <laughs> you're right. That's kind of dropped too. Yeah, because because then he buries her, and then how does he wind up back? I think he goes back to. Confront, confront Sam. Sam. Okay. I think that's what it is. Because he... or No, because he doesn't even know that Sam called it in. Yeah, he has no idea that Sam has any awareness of that of any of it. As far as he knows, he went back, had an argument with Sam, and then left. Right. And it's just coincidental that Sam followed him. Right. Or, you know, is, he has no awareness of it. So I don't... Maybe does or he Or does just he get, see him? Does he get picked up by Dan Aykroyd at some point right then after that? Cause, I think Because so. Dan Aykroyd's always after him, right? Like, right. he's always after him for no good reason. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd is a terrible actor. Like, yeah, Dan, he's, yeah. he's horrible in this. He's yeah. horrible. And then I'm like, he's basically horrible in everything. Like, the only reason <laughs> he's any good is because he gets to play, like, over-the-top person. Right. So he's just playing an over-the-top bad detective here. And it's like... Right. I don't know. Coneheads? <laughs> nah, that's what I mean. Like, he's his, what his style Wait, of overacting... you don't think Coneheads is grounded? <laughs> his style of overacting... <laughs> fits for when it fits and right. when it don't fit it don't fit right it's like gross point blank it, like you're like that's close to the limit for what is acceptable from a dan Aykroyd performance my, uh, my girl like he's pretty good in my girl okay yeah I'll, I'll give you that anyway in this no <laughs> right and i almost feel like he thinks he's in another movie right he if if he's in the zany uh Weekend of Bernie, weekend at Bernie's esque thing with a girlfriend. He's kind of perfect, right? Because he's just kind of over the top, ridiculous detective. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> I mean, they could have made him more bumbling. Yeah, you know, they could have. I mean, or more lethal, like everything. He's just like randomly violent and then randomly silly. Because th- again, he he's a crooked cop. 
Oh, he winds up killing Vincent D'Onofrio. That's yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's. I was like, what happens to Sam at the end of this? I forgot. But yeah, he kills him, and then it. Uh, it, it and that is a, a, a Coen Brothers style of darkness, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, we've bounced around a little bit there, but Sam calls. Yeah, I think that's what happens. Is Jax buries the body or sets it aside or whatever, and then thinks he's getting away. Yeah, doesn't he oh, steal yeah. another car and he goes to leave town and then he gets pulled over by Dan Aykroyd? Okay, and then or by Dan a cop Aykroyd and they bring him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And then Sam has set it up because he's seen where <laughs> where Jax has buried her, set her aside, set her aside. Yeah, I put later down. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to find the body and the body's gone. And again, right, that's right. And that's you're like, right. okay, now what? Oh, what's going on? Somebody's following them. Like, yeah. And then, and then it's just stupid, right? It's like, so stupid. She it's just, so fucking she stupid. She didn't die. Someone found her, so she barely survived. And they don't even talk about that person well, finding her. Well, and the whole thing is too is so when they're when J- Jax is back at home with Sam, he gets a call from the owner of the motel, right, saying that they saw Sam going in with the body, yeah. and Jax leaving with the body, and that's when Jax realizes that Sam is Sam, up. yeah, yeah. Shot, killed, killed her. Presumably killed yeah. her. Oh, and, and then, and then, okay. So then, the hotel manager is blackmailing them yes. for money, and yes. that's why he winds up. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but the fu- so uh, the uh, okay. So this, this is another twist and turn of where he, now Sam has to go steal money from Red, the the gangster. Right, and this is another thing where I just don't Jesus understand Christ. like what people's intentions are because when Jax finds out that Sam killed. Presume like the love, the of, love his of life, yeah, the woman that he's gonna run away with. He react. It's basically just like another thing, yeah. Like to just, lead that, like a bickering thing where yeah. it's like, oh, you killed, you killed your wife, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, you know, like they're not. He's not like in, in furious, like a yeah, or like I mean, if you found out somebody murdered somebody, that's a huge fucking deal, and right. it's like, oh fuck, man, yeah, I can't believe you, <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you, you try to pin it on me, like yeah, all of it. and then and Sam just like, hey, come on, yeah, <laughs> like it, essentially that's what they're doing is just like, it, it, it's the equivalent equivalent of like. He stole his fire truck when they right. were kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's just all like of the you dick type thing. Don't make any sense. Their, yeah. their reactions don't make. That's yeah. And and then so yeah. Then Freddie, we find out is alive, and we find out that she is cohorting with Dan Aykroyd's character. Okay, to that's right. get the money because they she's like at the motel, and Jax realizes that like. She is working with Dan Aykroyd, and well, no, he doesn't realize that until Dan Aykroyd shows up. Oh yeah, because yeah, Dan yeah. Aykroyd's just watching. So as far as the audience is concerned, Dan Aykroyd has just figured it out somehow, and he's just waiting to catch them in the act of whatever it is he knows they're doing something wrong. Right, because he gets an anonymous phone yeah, call. Yeah, or we, we find think out maybe it's from like the motel boss or whatever. Right, but it or... turns out that it's from Freddie. Freddie, which again, a better crafted would have had this all have Freddie walk away with all the money, screwing everyone over, and fuck everybody. And that's the story is how this woman like did all this and walked away from this world. Right, exactly. That would be a different, darker screenplay, but it would at least leave make, us with something. And it would make sense given yeah. that now, so because Jax, we now like at this point in the movie, Jax is not a good guy. Like he doesn't de- really deserve. Wait, why do you say that? Well, just because he like he doesn't try to like resuscitate her or anything. He I think he did. By the time he like checked her, mm, kind of. He like checked her, but she, I mean, like he didn't check for dead. a pulse. But, but she wasn't dead. 
And she was. De- oh, you're right. She wasn't dead. He didn't like. No, check you're right. For he didn't pulse. check for a pulse. No, that's a good point. He didn't, do, he didn't try to like give her CPR. He didn't call an ambulance. He didn't do anything. Like yeah. he's trying to cover it up. He's trying to cover up a crime. Well, because he thinks he's going to be pinned on it. But you're right. It. it but right. That if if he had confirmed she was dead would make sense. But if if she. If she's not dead, then none of that behavior makes any sense. He needs to get her to a hospital. You're right. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I, by that, I was just like, oh, he's but, burying her now. That's plus stupid. two, even if she was dead, he could have left and then called it in. Like he could have. That's the it. part that annoyed me. Is like clearly there's no residue of the gun on your hand. Like there's basic principles of how they investigate that kind of thing. That yeah, he'd probably go to jail for a little while until they could clear that up, but. And the evidence points that it's not him. And he I, got knocked out. Right. And, and I think somebody by, did something. But I also think by movie rules, like if you hide a body in the woods. Right. You, you're guilty. You're guilty. You're yeah, not a yeah, good yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, I mean, that's just like disrespectful to the, the person, you know? Like, to just like take her True. naked body and like leave it. Yeah, in. you're right. No, you're right. And that, again, in that you're right. So her deciding to run away with all the money in would the Would make end more sense at that make point. Would make better but sense, yeah. the fact that they... I mean, she... Because, but they wanted it to be a love story also. I know, I know. Right? And that's So what... fix some of that other shit. Exactly. That's Because like... none of that shit, none of this shit had to happen. They could have done <laughs> yeah. all of this in a totally different way. This movie could have been 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cut out so much of this movie. You have no idea. Well, and they had to go back, right? Because it was clearly becoming a chase movie. But they had to go back because they were already going to film the whole thing in that, you know, it was filmed in like five locations, right? They were yeah. just going to film it all here right. in Minneapolis or wherever they were, uh, outskirts of Minneapolis. Yeah, right? but I mean, you can still make it like a road chase movie. It just like, I or mean, you just, can just don't bother with that. Or, yeah, you don't need to do that. If you're not going to do it, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't add that in. <laughs> like, have all the shit at the hotel just be somewhere on the other side of town. Like, you don't you don't need that. Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense that it's like... Yeah, none of it but, makes sense. It, it, but so... Sam, before the confrontation with like Sam and Jackson, before it all coalesces, we should note that he like he he goes to kill Red. That's when he does like the he gets whole, the money to because he's being blackmailed by right. the hotel manager, motel manager. I think again for like ten thousand dollars. No, something. it was fifty. It was, 50, no, it was no, it was a hundred. It was a hundred thousand. Oh, okay. And then, but the, that makes sense. But no, what was it? <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm mixed up. <laughs> I'm all mixed up, man. <laughs> oh no, you're right. No, it was supposed to be for fifty, but he winds up taking all hundred because he winds up killing Red to get the money. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's it, it. Yeah, because Red is a heroin dealer out of an arcade, <laughs> like a kid's arcade. Yeah, I, it, and he's playful and nice, right? Like he's doing all that shit with with Cameron Diaz at the beginning. That's ruthless, but then they show him walking through the the arcade, and he's like chummy chummy with the like twelve year old kids, and like. Clearly, well, like I mean, they're probably dealing drugs for him. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Because there's no reason. But then why have an arcade? Like, have it be a bar. Like, Something. that's yeah. supposed to be a bar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't really... He's putting heroin out into the community. I don't think being chummy with kids really redeems him. <laughs> that's, uh, that's he my deserves point. to die, for he, sure. Yeah, but the, that, that the character is that supposed to be that character. But right. why have him be so dark and not be more central to the story because he's so dark. And then he just gets he just has, killed. He has that one scene with, yeah. And, and Vincent just shoots him. Yeah. I mean, re- like he should have been the guy at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like that should have been the thing mm-hmm. is like, she has to like, take cause that's him what out. usually what gangster movies are is the, the big gangsters actually the dangerous person that you have to deal with. Not, not the fucking mid-level dor- ding dong bookkeeper who's stealing, I mean, skimming money off. The there's top. so many things they could have done. Like they could have had it be where, you know, like, 
I mean, if you're going to make it so, like, Jax and Sam are so chummy-chummy, like, not chummy, but, like... The brother is... You mean? Yeah, the brothers. There's kind of, like, a love-hate thing going on Uh between them, right? Like, Uh you get the sense that, like... And jealousy, right? Because Jax is much more handsome and more intelligent and more... Like, even as kids, he's, like... Yeah. He's more dynamic. Right, yeah, sure. There's that that opening... He's the opening sequence where they're little... He's a little kid, and his older brother, Sam, is, like... Clearly, the, the older brother I thought was a young Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. It's not though. No, is it? it's okay. one of the kids from the Torkelsons. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You never saw that show? Uh-uh. Oh, it was like oh, I guess it was like the TGIF era, and we've I established. Fuck, I, I do we've not, established do not that you fucking do bring that TGIF to me. Like Family Matters in Full House. <laughs> not even a little bit. You fucking nerd. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it's different strokes, baby. Different strokes to rule the world. Um, but yeah. So, but if they would have had it at the end where. Sam, you know, comes around. Yeah, like in, some brotherly thing. Some, yeah, some yeah. like reconciliation. Yeah, and they have or to. Something. They, and they have to f- fight Red, who's who's the real menace to the whole scene. Yeah, I the mean, whole situation. There's a million things they could have done, but like, <sighs> it's oh, so such a fart. Yeah, it is. By the end of it, I was just like, God damn it! Like, you guys could have. There's so many things you guys could have done. There's so many threads you could have followed. Because even and if you would have just followed it to the end, you could have had something that was at least like a cohesive, right. real movie. Because why? Because in the end, it winds up being a shootout or a, a, a scenario, a, a showdown in the hotel room, motel room, right? With Dan Aykroyd showing up, and that's where we find out that that Freddie and Freddie has sold out everybody to get Dan Aykroyd to come in and swoop in and like take out everyone. And he, how come he doesn't kill Jax? He kills Sam. He, well, he does. He shoots him. He shoots him in the stomach. I think he. So Jax also got shot. I can't, I, yeah, he gets shot. It's a shot. testament to how much this movie was just pointless to me that i don't remember keanu got shot he got shot he for sure got he gets shot like it kind of in the same spot that freddie got shot okay (laughs) and i I think think they did on oh yeah i think i had the same thought of like oh sure so gut shots in this movie have already been defined to not kill you right but so he gets shot and then and then uh, sam gets shot as well and then he like suffocates but that's what i mean so why does he suffocate sam but then just leave jacks laying there not suffocated well i think he passes out and then also it's been established in this movie is that if somebody (laughs) gets shot and closes their eyes they're they're dead dead. everyone in the movie just knows they're dead and never (laughs) verifies it you're right they just but they don't bury them they just leave them dead well but i also is that really what did i what is did i even i don't well it could also be a thing i mean this is just my way of explaining it away i mean i would assume freddie doesn't want jack's dead Right, like she sure, but but she's okay with him, like with screwing him over. But I don't think she wants him dead. And Dan Aykroyd maybe is like, well, you know, he's got a record. Like, who's gonna believe him? Yeah, but also he's just committed himself to murdering people in front of other people, right? Because the hotel manager and the wife are still they send him out. Yeah, but they're still witnesses, right? Like they saw him come in, and then presumably. Something happened in this room, and someone's dead. It's a couple of gunshots. Someone's dead, and the police aren't ever called in, right? Like, because Jax just leaves, uh, apparently, right? Like, it's not like he. Or no, does he go wind up in the hospital? He winds in the, up in the hospital, I but not in jail. Like, I don't know, because because somehow Dan Aykroyd and and Cameron Diaz are now at a different hotel, and he's finally gotten his his dream of getting to sleep with her, which is established earlier in the movie just because he's such a fucking pig. And he's yeah. just like... He's, awful. <laughs> he's a crooked cop. He's a crooked cop who's like also a snoring idiot who sleeps with a woman who has set him up and set all these other people up and just falls asleep after... And murders. He murders He murders people. people on her behalf, but then just goes to a hotel with her and just kind of 
zonks out. Yeah. Because she just kind of gets up and leaves. Like right. she like steals the money and walks out. Like, yeah. You know, that guy's a monster. He would chain her up. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. There's no, nobody behaves like a normal person. Nobody, well, nobody behaves like in any way that resembles something that would make sense. Right. Everybody's such a dumb shit in the movie. Like yeah. every, nobody makes choices where you're like, I understand why they're doing what yes. they're doing. And it's not, it's not even so much that it's like real life or like behaving like a human would react. It's more of just like... Even within the, 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 the context the universe, of the movie. Yeah, of the yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. They're not behaving like what they would should be. Right. And even still, you still want, like even back to like Raising Arizona... I fucking hate you for making me watch that movie <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Even like with Raising Arizona, you still, you understand why people are doing what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Everybody's choices, you understand. You yeah. understand why High is stealing, resorts to, fi- like, stealing diapers and reverting yeah. back to his life of crime. You yeah. understand what everybody you, wants. You even understand John Goodman and the other guy deciding that they want the baby. Right. right. Like, all of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's, it, even if it's just in a moment where they, because that's just when they see the baby smile and they're just like, oh, fuck, we got to keep this kid. Right. right. Like, yeah. And I, that's why I'm saying just that one moment between Keanu and Cameron that worked for me, <laughs> but that's not enough to override the rest of the movie. And arguably Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio does fit that. Like he, that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like he took the time to absorb the whole script, absorb what's going on, how the action's playing out and come up with a way to embody that character so that when you look at what he yeah. does, it makes sense from moment to moment. And, right. and his choice was to make the guy like extra dumb, extra volatile. Yeah, but nobody else really seems short sighted, dumb in the same way. That no, no, is, no, no. Right? That's I'm, I'm, so I'm you, saying that's the testament to that guy taking for the sure. script and yeah. being like, well, this is how this will work. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I don't think you could. You're, you're absolutely right. I don't think you could have a movie full of just like <laughs> dumb dumbs like that. <laughs> no, but it should have been fixed like in the script to yeah, so just make yeah, it yeah. like make make Jacks like smart enough to be like a step ahead like, yeah. you know what i mean but oh, he's yeah. he's just as dumb as yeah, make, sam make, make 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 yeah make them both make Jax and freddie the cameron diaz characters like equal footing like nefarious with like extra things that they're trying to do to each other and do to the world around them like yeah i mean that could have been that could have been like a yeah. fun interplay if they were both like maybe trying to screw each other over yeah. but maybe also kind of falling for each other yeah but it never really that's no, that never thing that them, just, yeah. yeah um i i yeah, I was really bummed out that this movie didn't do better yeah. by itself. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, oh, yeah. the, like I said, like I really loved Vincent D'Onofrio, the fact that he's just like getting more and more beat up throughout the entire uh-huh. movie, and you know, which like, could be comical, but it was just like, ugh. Yeah. Well, or, or, or I guess that's more like, um, uh, fuck, what's his name from Fargo? Like, as his character through the movie, he's getting more and more. Uh, uh, Steve Buscemi. No, no, no. The uh, the main character. Uh, 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 William H. Macy? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. just getting, like, he's coming unraveled, right? Like, that's yeah. kind of the, the vibe that that the Sam character is supposed to be going through, right? Right, yeah. Because, yeah, because he's shooting at the at the safe, and he winds up shooting himself in the arm. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked, I liked some of that stuff. Yeah. And I did, like, I did like some of the stuff that they seem to be, like the what kind of going back to what I was saying before of like the threads that they could have followed. Yeah. Every time there was a new one, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I could, I can get behind this if they yeah. like follow if through they on do it." it yeah. yeah, and they never do, so it's very frush. It was very frustrating at the end of it for me. Oh yeah, because so, it just zero payoff at all. Yeah, zero payoff for 
for everything. Like for everything, because even the idea that Freddie has escaped with all the money and then she's just disappeared, that comes undone because Kana's like, "Well, no, I'm gonna go find her and like." Yeah, and she welcomes him with poetry or something. <laughs> What's he gonna do? And she welcomes him with open arms. Yeah, she's happy to see him. Yeah, she yeah. says, "She's just like, what the fuck took you so long?" Yeah, which actually, again, if they had structured it that way, would be really sweet. Like, I at that moment, I was like, oh, "That's nice that they wound up together," but it didn't. It wasn't supported very well. No, <laughs> like no, momentary. Not at all. Earlier in, there was moments where like, oh, okay, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, I let's talk about Keanu Reeves a little bit. Let's uh let's kind of zero in on him. I because I mean that that's the whole movie, right? That, I think we've gone over. Is there anything else you want to say about the movie? <sighs> I mean, you didn't want to be here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I was excited to talk about the movie. Me too. But uh, so Keanu in Feeling Minnesota, I feel like he. Uh, that's the, one of the other things that's kind of a letdown of the movie is I actually feel like in a better movie he actually would have. Bit done really well in that role. Yeah, I, he's fine. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, fuck, this one's tough because he I, he doesn't have anything to like. Like we were saying already, he doesn't get to act like a normal person. So how are we supposed to? Yeah, feel about it, right? Yeah. Well, that's and that's kind of what I mean. Like I feel like with what is there in the movie, he's doing a good job with it. Like. Yeah. I think Keanu is, he's, you know, he's doing, he's acting, you know, like (laughs) he is doing acting. (laughs) Well, and back to the like continual change of directions. Like I I, I get the, almost get the impression that the, the, this movie, that they were kind of changing it on the fly, like deciding where they were going to go with it as, as it it was going. So how, as an actor, even if you're the, I don't know, like, Vince D'Onofrio is a much better actor than anyone else in this movie. Well, and it's a better part. You know, what you're I mean? right. It is a better part because you're <laughs> right because he gets to be weird and have all of these arcs and mm-hmm. like volatile behavior. And Keanu's just kind of supposed to be cool and handsome and steal the girl, and then that's it, right? And like we said, like they don't give him the like you're trying to double cross her and be aware of her trying to double cross you, but you're also both falling. Like there's none of that nuance. Yeah, he doesn't really like, have anything to do as a character. No, he's just like, you're with her and then you're just kind of doing stuff. Yeah. And then you're doing other stuff because now you're trying to cover up a murder or like, yeah, you're right. So, but, but the th- like what I do when he's doing the stuff, you know, like when he's like walking into town and doing the stuff with a cigarette and like looking at the dog mm-hmm. and, and, when he's when he's at, like when he's <laughs> yeah when he's at the wedding, you know, and like <sighs> I like him like his interactions with D'Onofrio, and I like him when he you know he does that stick up at the at the gas station yeah. when he's kind of just like bumbling through it and stuff. Like I thought Keanu did a good job, and I liked seeing him sure during those times. And those early, I feel like the movie had like. 20 pages written and they were like go <laughs> yeah we gotta finance it go <laughs> yeah i mean that which is not like crazy for like an indie movie you know like yeah. if there's a script and you know vincent d'onofrio signs on and somebody decides to finance it yeah and then you just have to go although i think Keanu know? was a bigger name at the time right i mean mm. he's already come off a of speed maybe i mean and and point break like all vincent d'onofrio is known for is the fucking weirdo in full metal jacket, full metal jacket, right? Like he's not a 
Yeah, you're probably right. It probably is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know why. Because Men in Black is a couple years later, right? For D'Onofrio? Yeah. Yeah. I so. Dude, I... Just really quick. I quote <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black very often when he... When, He's getting like the sugar water. Yeah. And he's like, more. <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, but Keanu, he's fine, right? Like, yeah. But that's the thing is, I, I feel like this, I feel like this movie, this kind of movie would actually suit him very well. Yeah. If he was, I think we actually said in the first episode, like, it'd be cool to see Keanu Reeves in a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, you're right. And this made this... me kind of want to see that because, like, if, like you have, you know, you have somebody like Nick Cage in Raising Arizona, and yeah. Nick Cage is like can go so big, yeah, and that's why he's fun, you know. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves can go really big, like he he can be like, yeah, you're he, right, like yeah, he, you're he, right. He can be big and like goofy, and if he could have done that more, I think that's why I liked the robbery scene so much, is because that was him being just like fucking goofy, yeah, yeah. And if he would have been able to do that in this movie, like, and just him kind of. You know, doing the thing where, like, he's just trying to, like, play catch up the whole movie. Yeah. Like, he's out of his depth and he's just, like, like kind of like the night before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. But that, again, goes to the, like, just the, the movie just didn't give it any depth. There was just. Yeah, exactly. Which is it, it's <sighs> such a crying. It's a, a goddamn crying shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I really did want to like this movie. I like while it was happening, I was like, I w- want to like this. I want this movie to do good for some reason. Yeah, I did too. I wanted it to be better. I wanted to be, especially because, like I said, the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, this is this has got good pacing. It's got good. I can see the dynamics of the characters. This yeah. is gonna be fun. And, and I like just... these types of movies. Uh-huh. You know, like I like dark comedy crime movies. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, you there, know? But there really didn't need to be the element of crime in this movie. I feel like that's the part where they just needed somehow decided to throw that in it didn't need to be there yeah i mean it doesn't it it didn't need to be there for sure but none of it (laughs) none of it needed really yeah i the two the two like the two sides of it don't really mesh well together they don't in the context of this movie yeah because if they're gonna put it in there then make it about the crime and about like the all of that but they're not doing that so yeah and i mean even if you don't make it about that it still just needs to be like the like the, the crime is then like the MacGuffin, right? Right. But you're using the crime to do stuff with the characters or do right. stuff with you know whatever it is, right? Like, right. but they didn't do that. Like, if they would have used the crime as like a springboard to like, like, me, like flesh out their relationships or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or it just was for just com- kind of comedy there. sake yeah. or something like do that. But it really just d- doesn't amount to anything at all, and not in the way in like the Coen brothers way where like, you know, everything that happens like was like, like at the end of this movie, everybody dies and it's kind of like a bleak ending for a moment. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's not, but then it's not. And when like, when that's done well, it's used as a way to say like, everything is meaningless, right? It's like an existential kind of like nihilistic. No, that's not this. this, That's not this. But it seemed like that's what they were trying to get at. (sighs) I suppose so. By that point in the movie, I'd lost the thread that they were trying to get at anything. All I could tell that they were trying to do was wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like somehow make it all like have a button. Because they do. Like they put a bow on it by having Dan Aykroyd go to jail. Right. right? Like and somehow as the audience are supposed to accept that that is going to put a, 
a bow on all of this and both Cameron Diaz and Keanu Reeves are off the hook for all of the other shit that happened because that somehow took care of it. Yeah. And Freddie deserved the character. Freddie deserves like, you know, by movie standards to then go on mm-hmm. and, ha- you know, have a happy life. Mm-hmm. But Jax doesn't Mm-mm. like Jax is an asshole yeah. and an idiot. Yeah, well, and have him go to jail for a while for it or something, right? Or like, something, yeah. yeah. Like, he does, I mean, he gets shot, but that's, I mean, we also don't, I don't think in this movie we would have wanted to see Keanu Reeves do that. Mm-mm. But then no. also just don't, don't make him, him do it. an yeah. idiot yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hiding bodies in the woods no. <laughs> under leaves, under <laughs> one layer of leaves. <laughs> one <laughs> That as he's leaving, a raccoon comes and is already uncovering the body. Oh, that's like, right. As he's leaving. <laughs> I also forgot that there, at that part, too, she calls for him. Well, there's like a, yeah. A whisper. A whisper. Like a whisper. Yeah. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh. And shakes his head. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I th- But I did think, I think Keanu Reeves could have done a, a good job in this movie. And I wish it would have been like a movie to like. Uh, no, but it also made me really want to see him in this kind of movie, but done really yeah, well. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, it just it just made me tired again. I'm just <laughs> like, man, yeah. what is this? Like in the end, like what was the point of all of this? Yeah. Like, but I will. So just I mean, before we get to our woes, I will say. Or no, I, I guess I, this I'll just use this to wrap. Do you want to do woes? Because I'm sure I mean, I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready. To not wrap, much but, more to talk yeah. about this. I mean, there was. Uh, we haven't mentioned uh, Courtney Love. Like they, oh, they, yeah. they shoehorn a character for Courtney Love to play. So that was nice of them. And that was odd because she, she gets billing. She gets billing, but then she has a line in the movie referencing like, like Vincent D'Onofrio, like she's, oh no, what is it? It's something about She's like, in like three scenes they, yes. and there's no reason for those scenes other than I feel like that's what they would do with indie films. Like they would right. have a couple characters that this is a showcase character. Right. Yeah. But she... I think it's some a couple times or one scene like after D'Onofrio has gotten the money and like been shot in the, shot himself in the arm and stuff. Right. She references I think a murder suicide or something like that, and I was like that seems strange. She does. I thought he did. He was trying to. I think. Oh no, maybe he does, and then she kind of gives him a look like. It seems kind of meta. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. <laughs> but it's, it, what, I, <laughs> I, I'm such a dunce for not putting that together. You're right. Cause he's, Vincent D'Onofrio is using her as like a sounding board for his thoughts. And yeah. he's like, you know, what would you do if uh, there was a murder suicide and like, uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. money? So no. Right. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I uh, really, qu- I actually, I want to see if I can pull it up really quick because. <laughs> oh, shit. If you had, you know, Kill two people. And her face during this is just like, like almost knowing. And in the process, has gotten like almost a hundred grand. You know, that's close to like ninety-eight thousand. It's just very strange. Nobody was gonna miss. Right. Hope. And a stranger was blackmailing you. Would you give him a big chunk of that money that you worked so hard to get? <laughs> you are weird. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't give the bastard a red cent. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's I just think very too. weird. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I. This is. I mean, I don't know when Kurt Cobain died. What? Uh, it would have been like '92, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So this is much after that. So I think by this time people were already 
like there was already like the rumors of her killing him the going around right i don't really remember that um i was pretty young I don't remember that really having foothold on people's sense of her in the world until after she became uh, more popular and was living her life as a celebrity. Oh. Kind of feeling like a response being, she's not that good, so that she's cashing in on the celebrity of her ex, right? Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's maybe that was... Because I, I don't remember hearing anything about that until the like, okay. late 90s. Maybe it wasn't weird then in the movie, but it, 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 just in uh, through today's lens, it's just because people have speculated that. Yeah. Well, there's that, know, whole, that whole documentary, documentary that came yeah. out a couple of years after this. So maybe, I mean, maybe I just wasn't also paying attention, but somebody somewhere... Yeah. Clearly, that was on people's minds. I mean, this is a celebrity culture. There's always that right. idea anytime anything happens that there's right. some. But she was terrible, also. Like, yeah, that's the other sucked. thing. She's not she good. Like, and they had her name up there, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is the first time she shows up. But she'd actually been in things before this, I think. Nothing, never anything that, like, put her name up there. Yeah. But. Yeah, she was stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Like, she was bad. She, she was, was bad. really, really bad. Um, and, okay, should we get to our woes? Let's do our woes, and then we'll wrap this uh, thing up. I'm trying to remember what I gave this as I was watching it, because now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I started my woes from the very beginning, and then they changed over the length of the film. Because what, what did you give it? What are you giving it? I'm going to give it two. Yeah. Because... It wasn't good, but I didn't hate watching it. Yeah. And I watched it, I very, pretty easily watched it from start to finish in one go. Yeah, me too. Which hasn't been the case with all these movies. Yeah, yeah. I was able to do that. I also knew I was on a time constraint. So I was like, if I don't finish it, I'm not going to finish it. So right. I better just watch it. Yeah. But uh, I didn't I didn't hate watching it. Mm-mm. And there was parts of it that I thought worked okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought the acting was good, but, you know, not, it, it was still, you know, below average. Yeah. Um, but not bad enough for like a one. There was still. Yeah. I, I'm also going with two woes. Okay. I, I think I had it like almost a three from the beginning. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't unwatchable. It's, it's fun ish. Yeah. You know, it's like, fun adjacent, adjacent, yeah, adjacent. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. There's a reason why it's not on people's playlists all the time is like yeah. a, a fun movie to revisit from the nineties. Right. It's just not that great. Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't have like that River's Edge thing where it's not like. Because yeah. that's. I mean, that's another good, like, fairly good comparison um, to this movie. I suppose. Yeah, because it's dark, but also dark, entertaining, comedic, yeah. and indie charm. You know. Yeah, you're right. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's got short hair in this one, so you know it's not no comparison. Very different. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the next movie we're going to be talking about is going to be live from Tree Fort, and we're going to be talking about The Devil's Advocate. <laughs> the Devil's Advocate, starring Keanu Reeves, uh, and who else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Were they are they together in something or did they get together in something again after they this? reunite in the movie Sweet okay, November, okay, that's right. which comes, oh which we're gonna do with with our significant others when that comes yes, around. That's right. And that's that's a few <gasps> years away. I can't wait. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> yes, in the in the Keanu timeline. Right. 
the Keanuverse. Sure. <laughs> hey, why <laughs> have we not been saying the Keanuverse? Oh, it's boy. right there. Oh my gosh. Um, this move. I mean, oh. I am. I'm. I cannot wait. I'm super excited to uh, hear that tree. I mean, when this comes out, we'll have uh, already recorded oh, yeah. the Tree Ford episode. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I hope it turned out great. <laughs> I hope we Me too. It. I hope we. I, I think it's going to be the most dynamite live recording of any podcast in the history of fucking life. Yeah. Uh, so, The Devil's Advocate uh, was a pretty popular movie when it came out. Was it? Yeah, it okay. did well. Um, won a couple of awards. <laughs> what? Um, like Razzies? Yeah. No, like it won. Uh, it won the Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's not an Academy Award. I don't but think like, I've watched this whole movie through, I think, is part of this. I think I've seen part of it on TV or cable or something and was just like, what the fuck is this? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to be able to, to I'm excited to be able to. I'm excited to be watching this all the way yes. through. Um, it, it was directed by Taylor Hackford. I don't know who that is. Uh, an officer and a gentleman. Ah, okay. Um, Ray. Um <laughs> You know, okay, awesome. So he he has some you couple, know, a couple of cachet. movies. He he's got cachet. he's done a couple of movies. And it was written by Tony Gilroy. Okay, hmm? you don't know who Tony Gilroy is? The name is familiar. What is he? Uh, I mean, he made um, he uh, he, oh, he made some of the. He was the writer for like the Bourne movies. Oh, okay, uh, really? My, directed Michael Clayton. Um, huh. So there's really no reason for this movie to be as garbage as it turns out to be, right? No. <laughs> I mean. We'll get into it. We'll get into it at, at the at, live at the, at on the fest, stage at the festival. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be. I, I hope it was fun. <laughs> well, this was fun. Uh, I, I I like talking about this. Yeah. I, um, I like talking about it probably more than I enjoyed watching it. Same. So yeah, I think I think that helps knowing that at least we're gonna get to talk about some of this nonsense. Yes. Oh, oh, and our guest for we're gonna have a guest for the Devil's Advocate episode. It's Who is live, that? It's our, uh, our buddy Kaz Gable. Oh, that's um, right. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. Kaz has a podcast, Roasted Games and Chits and Chat, right here on the East Drop Podcast Chits and Network. Chats. So uh, check those out. He's gonna be our guest on the Devil's Advocate. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, hope you enjoy the festival. <laughs> oh, because we're not gonna get this. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 this There's we're no we're ahead. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're way ahead. Yeah. Um, and. The oh, the follow us on social media, do yeah. that stuff, rate and review yeah. us on iTunes, um, and all that other podcast jazz. Yeah. Until next time, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Not